Counting In to Fire and Wine podcast, where the two best friends that anyone could have hit the bottle and nerd out over their favorite books, television series, and movies. So let's get started. Sam. And we're back. We're back. And we're together. Again, breaking all quarantine rules. Well, just they, kidding. Well, we're in phase two. There's we no more quarantine this. rules. We're allowed to do this now. We're sitting next to each other. And we're I'm s- touching you. Oh, God. <laughs> you shouldn't be touching me. <laughs> Bitch. No. <laughs> well, today we're busting out a wine cellar edition of Catherine the Great. The Greatest. <laughs> Of Russian history. Yes. Look at that Russian accent. And we are drinking. Well, we have two wines in front of us right now <laughs> because we're not getting up from our seats. No. So we're very comfortable we're together. We're also kind of caged in with tables and cords. <laughs> getting up is not an option. <laughs> if you have to pee, sorry to break it to you. You're going to have to pee right there where you're sitting. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to pee on the couch. Just pee. Everybody else does it. Just do it. <laughs> no, we don't pee on our couch, but our dog is. Okay, so just. Just pee on the couch. Just hold it in, Sam. Tiny <laughs> blood. I hold it in. She's not going to be able to hold it in. Uh, the first wine that we popped open for today is a rosé. It's a Côte de Rosé. I don't know. Côte de Rosé. I don't know. Gerard rose. Butler made it. Yeah, it's uh, Gerard Bertrand. Gerard Butler made this wine. And he made like a glass nipple top for it, too. You should save that. I'm saving it. It looks like a legit nipple. It, it's a glass it's pink, too. pink nipple. It's like a beautiful nipple. That's wine. like if I could have any nipple in the world look like that, I want it to look like that nipple. Like that's how my nipple should look, but it doesn't because I had children and they <laughs> damaged my body and it's never going back. It's never going to be the same again. <laughs> you could pay for a beautiful I, d- I don't have money nipples. for that. No one does. I'm just going to save that and then if we get another bottle, I'm just going to just oh, pop yeah. them on. We'll buy another bottle and then we'll save the top for it and then we'll give you nipples. There you go. Problem solved. A fourteen ninety nine solution. And the second bottle that we are going to be cracking into eventually is a Chianté. Oh. I think it's Italian. Hold Wait. On. A Chianté? Is that what the Silence of Chianté? the Lamb guy drinks when he eats people? Yeah. With farva beans? Yeah. Oh, so, God. It's Italian wine. Um, 2016 is the year, if anyone's interested. Are you going to kill me and eat me? Yes. Is that why you And <laughs> I am waiting for you to get drunk off uh, Gerard Butler's rosé. <laughs> I will knock you in the head Plot with his twist. rose bottle. It's been drugged. And then I will eat your skin while drinking my Chianté wine. Welcome back to Wine Cellar. Today, Did you guys miss us? <laughs> Sam's going to murder me and eat me. All right. So, Barb, we are kicking off Wine Cellar uh, post-quarantine, post-quarantine with uh, Catherine the Great. Yes. Barb chose this. The show on Hulu is actually really entertaining. If you have a Hulu subscription, I recommend you checking it out if you're into, like, historical satire. Again, it's not accurate at all. Like, they got mainly the names of the people. But other than that, don't watch it for historical value. Hysterical? Hysterical value, yes. (laughs) Historical value, no. But it's good. And it kind of got us wondering about the next wine cellar. And I was we both were like, let's do Catherine the Great because she's kind of a Russian badass. She, yeah, well, German Russian, but- Russian badass. But yeah, I mean, and I agree with you. She definitely sparked. I mean, because I didn't know shit about Catherine Mm-mm. the Great until you talked about the show. Yeah. And then I was into it. And here we are. And here we are. And I'm sweaty. Summer in Virginia. And if you don't know about the humidity, then you don't Virginia know. Virginia is swampland. Have you ever had swamp ass? Come to Virginia. 
you will become a swamp ass. Because <laughs> it's fucking hot. It's hot. And we're not like Southern Virginia. We're Northern. We're near D.C. So, yeah, it's swamp. It's swampy here. It's always it's always like just wet. When you walk outside, it's just <laughs> no, wet. No, it, it is wet outside. You never get that nice dry heat here. It's no, just we, wet. We get the dry heat for a week. And then it goes away and then it's wet. And then, it just, and then it's just wet. You walk outside, you're like, I was not sweating before I opened the door. And now I'm just drenched. It's like, it would be like 85 degrees outside, but the humidity is so high, you just can't, you can't take it. I'm gonna have to do some research later. I want to know where, like, the highest yeast infection capital is, and I'm pretty sure it's here. (laughs) (laughs) Or Georgia. Or Georgia. South Carolina. Yeah. Because they got that swamp ass down there, too. True. true. We're gonna have to research that later. Make yeah, we'll look into that. <laughs> that could be a Patreon episode because <laughs> yeah, you we know, got a couple ideas. Because we got a Patreon, we have a patron. We want to give a shout out to Jackie for Jackie. being our first patron. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, we appreciate your support um, with our podcast. And Jackie, if you support us another month, Sam will come to your house with a bottle of Shanta and eat you. <laughs> That's a guarantee. That is that is that is a fire and wine podcast <laughs> guarantee. Just yes, apply Sam, the Sam will do house visits to patrons. <laughs> She's ready for some crispy skin. She's hungry. Oh god, that's a way to drive them off. <laughs> I will eat you. Uh, by the way, if you go on the Patreon website, that is not listed as one of the tiers. I'm gonna update that later. Just watch so. Out. Thank you, Jackie, for Thank being you, our Jackie. first patron. We appreciate it. We, uh, we love, love you. your loyalty and that you <laughs> are supporting us. Uh, so we're going into, I guess, we're going to go ahead and start into Catherine the Great. Yes. Barb, okay. you want to introduce her? Let's introduce our bitch. Catherine the Second was born Sophie of... This is my punishment because I put no effort into this episode. <laughs> it's making me say <laughs> Sophie of Anhalt Zerbst. So she was born on May 2nd of 1729. She is known as famously as Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia, where she reigned from 1762 until 1796. So she was the country's longest ruling female leader. Also, she was a Taurus, so she's badass in my book because I'm Taurus. I love Tauruses. And Tauruses and Capricorns are like the bestest of friends. And yes. So we all would have been besties. She would be our number four. She would. It'd be you, Jackie, me, and Catherine Catherine the Great. Great. I mean, that's a great squad. I'm the, I'm here for Jackie, it. Jackie, you're getting so many shout outs. <laughs> I'm going to talk like you're here. You are like the third Fire and Wine podcast co-host. You are a part of this episode, Jackie. You're here in spirit. I will speak for you and always. So Catherine the Great, she was born in Altstetten, Pomerania, Kingdom of Prussia, which is now current day Poland, as Princess Sophie Frederick August von Anhalt Zerbst Dornberg. Zerbst. I like that name. Zerps. Sounds like Sherbert. Can you imagine introducing yourself? I'm Zerbst. <laughs> oh, can you imagine you set up for a job interview? Oh, like, hi, my name is Princess Sophie Frederick August von Anhalt Zerbst Dornberg. Goddamn right it is. So I'm like, okay, can we just call you Soph? <laughs> no. No. Call me Zerbst. You need to go by my full name. Thank you very much. Call me Glass Nipples. Okay, her father was Christian August. 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 You say August, right? I would say August. August. Prince of Anhalt Zerbst. He belonged to the ruling German family of Anhalt, but held the rank of a Prussian general in his capacity as governor of the city of Stettin. Sophie was educated by a French governess. She was widely considered a tomboy and had the nickname Fike. Okay. I mean, can we, 
Come Excuse on, me. People. Excuse, that doesn't sound right. Catherine is fluent in German, French, and later in life, Russian as well. Jackie is impressed. Jackie is impressed. <laughs> Interesting to note that Catherine's mother wanted nothing to do with her when she was born and was ultimately left to be raised by nannies and servants while Joanna, her mom, spent all her time coddling her son, Wilhelm. Wilhelm? Wilhelm. Wil- Wilhelm. Wilhelm. War on her bitchy mama soon. Her mom sounds like a twat. Her mom was a twat. Her rise to power was supported by her mother's wealthy relatives. So her mom's official title was Joanna Elizabeth of Holsten Gottrup. She was a German regent, princess of an Zerbst by marriage to Christian, as we said earlier. She was best known as the mother of Catherine the Great of Russia, obviously. Catherine was to be married to her second cousin, Charles Peter Ehrlich of Schleswig Holstein Gortrop, aka Peter III. He was born in Germany on February 21st, 1728, and he was Emperor of Russia for six months in the year 1762. Six months. The German prince could hardly speak Russian, and he was very unpopular during his very short reign. How are you going to be an emperor of a country and you don't even speak the language? Especially Mother Russia. That's some bullshit that they pulled back then. Like, what the... F- oh, well. What kind of shit is that? Peter III was the grandson of the renowned Romanov, Peter the Great. Huh. But this Peter was not that great. No. The marriage of Catherine and Peter was arranged by Peter's auntie, Elizabeth Petrova, Empress of Russia. And she was Empress during the years 1741 through 1762. So Jackie said Catherine's mom was bitch and I agreed. <laughs> Joanna, she was known to be cold and abusive and she loved gossip. Joanna called her daughter stupid, ugly, and was pissed off at Catherine because she wasn't a boy. The fuck? Again, that's not the kid's fault. She did not choose to be born in a way to displease you. That's just how she was born. Stop being a twat and love your child. Like, what the fuck? Jackie would fuck a bitch up. I'm telling you. she would, Jackie ain't dealing with that today. She ain't the one. Joanna was obsessed with fame and her becoming famous was going to be mainly due to her daughter becoming the Empress of Russia. So that was probably the only thing she was like, oh, we'll keep her around. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have been such a bitch to my daughter because now she's like Why my claim to fucking fame. Why would you be abusive to a child who's going to become an Empress and she could literally have you killed? But I'm saying, wouldn't you be I mean, nicer. that is like such karma because like this whole time Joanna's wants to be famous and rich and she wants like her name out there and she wants the fucking spotlights on her and, and her name and the stars. And the one thing that's going to get her there is the person that she treated like shit. I just don't understand that logic. I really don't. Jackie doesn't either. Fucking Joanna loved to gossip, right? I guess she was caught spying on the King uh, Frederick of Prussia. So Elizabeth's like, you know what? You are a dirty skank with a smelly cooch. You need to get the fuck out of my country. No shit. <laughs> so even though Empress Elizabeth didn't like Sophie, aka Catherine's mother, she did take a strong liking to Catherine. And so when Catherine arrived in Russia in 1774, she took it upon herself to integrate Catherine into court with the Russian nobility. Catherine's family was Lutheran, but upon arriving to Russia, she ended up converting to Eastern Orthodox on June 28, 1744, because at that time, that was the religion of Russia. Oh. I don't know my religions very well. I think everything's either Catholic or not. Is Eastern Orthodox, is that kind of Catholic or is that like really crazy? Like, I always wondered, like you hear like, you know, you ever watch my big fat Greek wedding? Like they're Greek Orthodox. Like what does that mean? Because it looks Catholic to me. Like everything that they do looks Catholic, but it's probably not. Because I'm an idiot and I don't know anything. The Catholic Church believes the Pope to be infallible in matters of doctrine. Orthodox believers reject the infallibility of the Pope and consider their own patriarchs to as human and thus subject to error. And this way, they're similar to Protestants who also reject any notion of papal primacy. So I guess Eastern Orthodox can they're... It's like a little, it's like a Catholic light. Yeah. Like, you're gonna fuck up. 
Yeah. That's okay. And you're you're a person. I was just wondering. I'm not the person to ask when it comes to I mean, like I said, I got Catholic or I got crazy banana Baptist Christian. That's all I know. I don't know anything else. I need to educate myself. Me too. Just to know. I need some more wine. Not that I need it. I just need to know. It's good to be educated. It's good to be it's good to be educated, right, Jackie? Jackie's educated. Jackie's probably like, you fucking idiot. Jackie's probably like, you dumbasses, let me tell you about this religion. <laughs> I love how much we're talking Jackie up. Like she's just gonna whoop everybody's ass. <laughs> Even mine. Catherine first met Peter the Third at the age of 10. Based on her writings, she found Peter detestable upon meeting him. She disliked his pale complexion and his fondness for alcohol at the age of 10. <laughs> what 10 year old is drinking? <laughs> Children who do not have supervision. That's what it is. <laughs> like he has a severe drinking problem at the age of 10. Let that sink in a minute. I was watching Power Rangers at the I age of 10. I was playing with Barbies at the age of 10. I was not getting lit at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> if I were 10 in Germany and my family wanted nothing to do with me and there was nothing else to do but just sit around and wait for someone to die to become emperor, I mean, do you. Jackie said, do you? I mean, just anyways. She later described her first impression of the young royal in her memoirs. Agreeable and well-bred, she wrote. Although his liking for a drink was already noticeable. That's your biography, dude. Good for you. Catherine also stated that she stayed at one end of the castle and Peter at the other. Catherine and Peter were ill-matched and their marriage was notoriously unhappy. Kind of giving me uh, Marie Antoinette vibes. Total Marie Antoinette vibes throughout this whole thing. As journalist Susan Jackies. Jackie. Jackie, get out of here. <laughs> You're a freaking journalist now, girl. Get it, Jackie. Get it. Author of The Empress of Art explains, the couple couldn't have been more different in terms of their intellect and interest. So not a match made in heaven for Russia. So Peter was also super jelly of how much Catherine loved Russia and the culture. And in turn, Russia loved Catherine as well. He's like, Catherine, calm the fuck down. Nobody loves Russia this much. And she's like, "Uh, the people of Russia do. (laughs) You're full of shit, Catherine. Sit down and have a drink. Shut the hell up. Calm your glass tits. Because Peter had hoped that Catherine, who was a German, would also hate Russia as much as he did. But he soon found out that wasn't going to be the case. Why are these people going to be in charge? Why why are these people going to be an emperor of a country that you hate? This is already starting off bad. The world is fucked, people. We are fucked. Russia is not going to stand for this shit. Russia, Jackie's not going to stand for this We're shit. We're taking, Jackie's going to take him down. Peter's told Catherine that once they are married, he's going to, quote, beat her because that's the only way to control a woman. Okay. <laughs> Tell that to Jackie. <laughs> Peter ended up getting smallpox, karma, bitch, and his face was so disfigured, Catherine couldn't stand to look at it. <laughs> so Peter ended up spending a lot of time hiding in his room and making his servants dress up in military uniforms, and he played with toy soldiers. Do you think she made him wear a bag on his head when he came to dinner? She was like, <laughs> She's like, You forgot the bag. Get the bag. <laughs> Jackie would make him wear a bag. I mean, if your face is that disgusting. <laughs> I'm trying to eat here. Put the bag on or get the fuck out. I'm not going to marry you. We're 10. We're having this argument and you're drunk. It makes me wonder, like, if he's sitting there like, I'm going to beat you. And he's 10. He's like, when we get married, I'm going to beat you. Do you think she's like, you're fucking ugly. I want to be a fly on that wall. I'm 10 years old. We're having these I mean, I think around this time, they're maybe teenagers when this happened. I just want to say they're 10 forever because that's just amazing. 
So therefore, a girlfriend spent a lot of time buried in her books and learning different philosophies such as the French Enlightenment and fully immersing herself in Russian culture, as you should when you are destined to become an empress of a country. Right. Because... Again, why the fuck don't you care just a little bit? You should want to know the people that you are living with. You are the head of a country. You should put forth an image like Catherine is trying to that you actually give a shit. That you, yeah, that you care. So Catherine basically trained herself, according to biographer Virginia Rounding, learning and beginning to form the idea that she could do better than her husband. Touche! Huzzah! Huzzah! If you watch The Great, they say huzzah a lot. They take a drink of vodka, they say huzzah, and they slam their glass on the ground. I'm like, I could get down with that. That might be a new tradition. So now we're on the Blessed Union. (laughs) Catherine and Peter were married August 21st, 1745, in St. Petersburg. She was only 16. Interesting to note that her father did not travel to Russia to attend the marriage. Maybe he was upset that she converted religions, or maybe he was just drunk and balls deep into a whore i don't know or he hated peter and i mean i think everybody hated peter so really no excuse it's your daughter's wedding you should have been there you prick not surprisingly catherine peter they didn't consummate their marriage for almost seven years i mean she hates his face why would you hello marie antoinette oh true true it is rumored that catherine's first sexy time was with sergey soltikov i mean that's a sexy name that's a very sexy name. jackie wood Jackie likes that name. She's Jackie like, oh, would. salty cock. Yeah. Say it, Jackie. Salty cock. He- <laughs> <laughs> Dear sir, <laughs> you have one salty cock. It's like a bag of peanuts. <laughs> He's like, um, it's salty cock. No, no, no. I am the empress. <laughs> that is not your name. He's got some salty rocks. I want to be an empress. I would change everything. You would name. be the best empress ever. <laughs> Like, what's your name? <laughs> Bernard. No, you're Bertie. <laughs> so, Sergei Saltikov was a Russian officer, and there are rumors that he is actually the biological father of mm-hmm. her son, Paul I of Russia. It was suggested by Catherine later in her writings that she may have never consummated her marriage with Peter. And who could blame her? I'm surprised. Did he, like, try to contest that then? Because he would know. Like, Peter is the other, the odd man out. He would be like, you're pregnant? Huzzah! <laughs> 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 so uh, so we get actually I bring this I bring this point up later so we'll okay. get into that in a little bit I did I did, thank you because I did bring up this point later <laughs> like you can see like, <laughs> drunk as shit like two o'clock in the morning she's like pita we are with child <laughs> he's like I've never seen your puss <laughs> he was like I don't remember that <laughs> I would remember that would I because I hate you I've got I've got a story I've got stories about this whole thing let me just launch into it now okay just launch. let me just launch it I'm gonna just go out of order so all right your so rocket launcher and so launch. it was so Catherine later in life wrote that her and Peter or she suggested that they never actually consummated their marriage however there are accounts that they did consummate their marriage and Catherine kind of like faked it and like put blood on the bed and like made her ladies her, and waiting her cut the sheets and prove to the court that she was a virgin and that way they couldn't like question whether or not Paul was actually Peter's baby or not. But people think that Catherine later in life when she wrote that she never consummated her marriage with Peter, they're just like, she was basically just mad at Peter and was like, 
just like sticking it to him and saying that they never had sex. But their son, Paul, is looks remarkably like Peter, almost identical to him and has the same shitty temper and bad attitude that Peter does. But that's easy to get when you live with somebody. Did he live with him for very long after Peter died? No. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, maybe. So I think Catherine was just... She's just being a spiteful bitch. She's just, like, you know exactly. what? You're already dead. Fuck you even more. We never had sex. This is your <laughs> child. It's Salty Cox. <laughs> right. Huzzah! Right. Huzzah! <laughs> it feels good saying that. <laughs> Jackie, say huzzah! Huzzah, Jackie. So after several miscarriages, Catherine's first child was Paul I of Russia. He was born November 17th, 1796 in St. Petersburg, Russia. When Catherine gave birth, Elizabeth... This Empress. Is the Empress Elizabeth. Yeah. At the time. Burst into the room swept up the air and left Catherine alone to deal with the afterbirth. How fucking horrible. How fucking horrible. And I can attest because I've had two children come out of my body. If they just took the baby and ran, I'd be like, what do I do with this? Like, (laughs) how do I do this? Like Well, she's like in her early 20s now. Yeah. Finally gave birth after having miscarriages. Mm -hmm. She's like, I did it. I gave an heir. Like she's so elated. And then all of a sudden sweeps up the child. Her and the midwife, like, peace out on her. And she has to, like, deal with all this shit. I'd be like, why you gotta take the midwife? Why can't the midwife stay with me? I need to deal with this. This placenta needs to come out of me or I will die and you will have no more heirs. I'll take that baby down with me. You ain't gonna get fucked. <laughs> I'm gonna get Jackie in there and show that baby back. <laughs> the, I'm gonna burn this palace to the ground. Like, I'm sorry. You don't take a baby from a mother. No. I don't care if my placenta is dragging out of me. I'm going to rip you a new one. You don't touch my baby. That's like alien shit. I don't care. I'll be like, you know what, bitch? You're going to die soon anyways, and I'm going to be empress. I'm going to fuck you up. Look at me. I'm so angry. Barb is mad right now, guys. She <laughs> is staring take... at me like I took a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you don't take someone's baby and then leave them there to deal with the afterbirth. What kind of fucking barbaric shit is that? That's Russia. It's Mother Russia. It's Mother Russia. Catherine had to beg for help from the midwife, who we just had left with Elizabeth and the baby, um, so she could come back and help Catherine clean up and return to her own bed. It was stated that Catherine's condition was so bad that this neglect could kill a new mother. Yeah, you don't fuck around with afterbirth. That shit needs to come out for a reason. Like, I understand that people are concerned about the baby's well-being, but you should also care about the freaking mother, too. Because, like, moms died a lot back in the day from just infections and shit after giving birth. I mean, it still happens today. Like, Like, women die all the time in childbirth and even afterbirth because it's once you push a baby out, there's so much other things that go on inside. It's a traumatic. I mean, having a baby is a blessing. And it's a beautiful experience, but it is fucking traumatic. To me, like, it looks like the scariest fucking thing could ever it happen. Is. It looks terrifying. It like when you have a baby and you're holding the baby, it's like you're ecstatic for that moment. But like everything else that comes after, it's like your body essentially went through a trauma. And it's, it's still it looks, trying to heal. It looks traumatic. And like, it absolutely like terrifying. And it months to heal after having a baby, too. So it's like, and, and we're talking like modern medicine right now. Like, go back to the 1700s. Can you imagine? They weren't even washing their hands back then. Um, you were shitting in corners in the palace. Like, you're right. not even. In France, they were shitting in corners. Can <laughs> you imagine what Russia was like? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Come oh on. Oh, my God. I just, I can't imagine. I am just so. Jackie is shaking her head in disbelief Jackie, right now. can you imagine, girl? I am so grateful, although this year has sucked, but I am so grateful we live in a time with modern medicine because I, I would just curl up in a ball and die if I was alive in 1700. I could not survive. 
I would not. just would. I don't know what I'd do. I'd be like, I gotta push this out of me without medicine. Fuck that. No. So the Empress was so happy to finally have an heir to the throne. She spent a great deal of time with Paul and even had the infant stay in Queen Elizabeth's bedchamber. This bitch is ain't your baby. That's like she robbed a baby. That's predator shit. I can't. Okay. Oh, and get this. Catherine was given a gift for birthing her son. Money and some crappy jewels that Catherine stated were so poor, I would have been ashamed to give them to my servants. Damn. The Empress of Russia couldn't even give you like a nice enough birthing gift. Like a like a push. Like what is it called now? Like a push, a push gift. gift? Yeah. Yeah. I never got a push gift. You wanted an heir so bad. She finally gave you one. Although... You want to get technical. It's not up to the woman to decide what sex of the baby is going to be. But yeah, it's like you finally get what you wanted and then you give her some. Just don't give her a gift at all. Like, that's just an insult. Why? You already snatched the baby and left her to deal with a bloody vagina and placenta. Like, just don't even bother. Or give me my baby back. Give give me my baby back. That's a great gift. Give me. (laughs) My own child would be nice. My child back. She's probably in there freaking trying to breastfeed it. So afterwards, the treasurer came back to Catherine and said they needed the money back. That was just gifted to her, and they would return it to her eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Turns out Peter found out Catherine got money for giving birth and threw a fit because he did absolutely nothing this whole time because he deserves it all, right? Just like a man. So Elizabeth took the money from Catherine and gave it to Peter instead. You can keep the shitty jewels, though, because I just literally wiped my ass with those. Peter, you're a prick. So Catherine's lover and greatest friend, Sergei Saltykov, mm-hmm. was sent off to Sweden to announce the birth of her son, which I feel like they did that on purpose because they made him go off to like Europe and announce the birth of the Russian heir. emperor's heir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Saltykov was like her best friend, her lover, her best friend. Like she, he gave her great joy, just like Marie Antoinette's man. Um, oh, the, the, the Swiss general or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, right, but the, the, the guy. guy in the army or military, the guy, and so guy. so with the him dick. being gone, and then the absence of her son, who was whisked away by the empress, Catherine's mental health obviously declined, Aww. and she spent a lot of time alone in her room, locked away with her depression. I feel that Catherine understood that her son was no longer her own, but was owned now by Russia, and her duty to her country had been completed. Damn, you, you ain't even empress yet, and you you're done. And there's no mental health support back then either. I know. know. Like, that wasn't even a thing. Right. So, in 1759, Catherine gave birth to her second child, her daughter, Anna. Sadly, though, the child had a short life and passed away after 14 months. Peter, on the other hand, was convinced that Anna was not his daughter. When Catherine ignored his accusation, Peter told Catherine to go to the devil. What does that mean? Put the bag back on your head, you disgusting little animal. I don't look at your face. Make me sick. And let's not forget about the child that Elizabeth has locked up. Ivan the Sixth the rightful heir to the Russian throne. Ivan was emperor for 13 months with a mother regent before Elizabeth overthrew his reign in a coup. She didn't have the heart to kill the child, so she locked him and his family up for years. Eventually, Ivan was killed around the age of 20 by guards during an attempt to free him by army officers. The story behind Ivan is that Elizabeth basically is a usurper to the throne. So she locked the entire family up and kept Ivan in lockdown for Ever. Yikes. And this dude had 
absolutely no contact with the outside world. Elizabeth went to go visit him one time and he, well, he couldn't speak. He didn't know like the language at all because no one spoke to him. He was just, he was dumb. Not not that he was a stupid person, just that he had no education. He right. didn't know anything. No one spoke to him. So, Trapped in a closet your whole Yeah. Life. And so Elizabeth just went to check on him to make sure that he didn't have any plans to like overthrow her. Mm-hmm. It was stated that Elizabeth, that Ivan knew he was regal or royal or an emperor but he was just too dumb to really do anything about it right so he stayed locked up for years like over 20 years in a room in a cell in russia by himself yeah his parents were also locked up and his siblings as well because elizabeth didn't want anybody to contest mm-hmm. her being on the throne yikes she sounds awful <laughs> i mean you should i mean honestly what you could have done is just shift him off somewhere to like south america or whatever and send him to jamaica yeah put him on an island nobody will believe him because nobody can speak russian and he's just gonna well, live his life speak out either, so <laughs> i mean yeah if you put him on like a tropical island he's not gonna come back to freaking russia i live in the tropics Fuck yeah you. i good. mean let's think outside the box people that's all i'm saying the reign of peter the worst so empress elizabeth died december 25th 1761 on christmas, christmas? Day. that yep. bitch ruins everything for her lying in state she was dressed in a shimmering silver dress and which if you don't know what it means lying in state is basically allowing members of the public to mourn a public figure how many people do you think walked by that casket and flipped her off Probably a lot. <laughs> Probably like, fuck you, man. She ruined Christmas. I hate you. She ruined Christmas. Fucking Christmas. And I'm here looking I at your dead, crusty ass. Christmas is probably magical in Russia. Snow and bears the cold and shit. And bears and vodka. snuggling and vodka and fireplaces You're and saying stuff. all nice stuff and I'm like, vodka and bears. Yeah. I want to go to Russia. Me too. So it was said that she was beautiful in death as she had been in life. She was buried in the Peter and Paul Cathedral in St. Petersburg on February 3rd, 1762, after lying in state for six weeks. Oh, six weeks? And they probably didn't like embalm and shit back then. Oh, no, there's no embalming. Oh, God. No, she was just decaying. So you ruined Christmas, New Year's, and like the My birthday. Yeah, and your birthday. And Sam's birthday. Jackie would just be like, can we get this shit out of here? Can we? This stinks. Jackie would be like lighting (laughs) incense all around. She's like, what the hell? What is the matter with you people? Why do you just bury her? God. Right. Six weeks of it. Peter now succeeded the throne as Emperor Peter III, and Catherine's title officially changed to Empress Consort. Why consort? Like in Great Britain, you can't be like king or... Oh, you can't be king above a queen? Like yeah, a, a, exactly. A, the yeah, so you have oh, to be okay. below. Yeah. Okay, okay. The two moved into the brand new Winter Palace in St. Petersburg, and that was the official residence of the Russian emperors from 1732 to 1917. Today, the palace and its precincts form the Hermitage Museum. All right. Winter Palace sounds magical. Do they have like twinkling lights and is it always covered in snow? And there's always like Christmas music playing like still. Even though the Empress ruined Christmas, we're going to make it better again. We're going to bring Christmas back. Jackie said it is my mission to rejuvenate Christmas for Russia because the Empress ruined it. I like that you're singing in the background. It's like my song (laughs) and I'm just talking over it. It's like my background sound. I love it. Oh, that was beautiful. That was magical. Let's go to the Winter Palace. Let's talk about Peter's first fucking mistake that he ever made. <laughs> Peter's an idiot. Peter if you sucks. didn't already know. Oh, well, now you know. Peter's an idiot. Drunk at 10. There's just no going back from that. So Peter's first mistake was to change Russia's role in the Seven Years' War. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. No, go, girl, you do you. The Jackie said, years. preach. Preach. Jackie's like, teach me. Teach me. <laughs> teach me. Away. The Seven Years' War 
Churchill actually was on record saying that he considers the Seven Years' War as like the First World War, hmm. or it should have been considered the First World right. War. In the, in the States, we refer to the Seven Years' War as the um, French-American Indian War. Right. But it took place like everywhere, mm-hmm. all throughout Europe, the States, everywhere. And this motherfucker, Peter, is fucking shit up hardcore in this war. Because he don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. So just a quick recap for everyone who's not familiar or maybe needs an update on the Seven Years' War. The Seven Years' War was a global conflict that was fought between 1756 and 1763. It involved all five European great powers at this time, which was the kingdoms of Great Britain, Prussia, France, the monarchy of Austria, and the Russian Empire. Also, this took place in North America as well. This war split into two factions. One side was led by Great Britain and the other side was led by Prussia and was supported by the Kingdom of Portugal and a few other small German states. And the other was led by France and included the Austrian-led Holy Roman Empire, which included most of the small and German states and Russia until Peter stepped in at 1762. Also, the Kingdom of Spain and Sweden. So this was a huge war it was huge it was all throughout europe like if you ain't there you ain't it right look if you're not showing up for roll call in this war i'm gonna remember you Mm -hmm. churchill remembers you churchill's not even alive yet but he remembers you all right churchill coming back and so just just that was just my recap real quick of the seven years war okay so the russian troops have been fighting their tails off in berlin until homeboy peter steps in because he's so deeply in love with prussia and Frederick the Great, and stopped Russian opposition against Prussian forces. The Treaty of St. Petersburg was concluded on May 5th, 1762, and ended the fighting in the Seven Years' War between Prussia and Russia. This really pissed off Russia, because they lost a lot of their own people in this war against Prussia when the Empress was ruling. Just for Peter to come in and be like, you know what, no, we're gonna, we're gonna switch teams. We're not doing that. That's not a good idea, dude. <laughs> Not a good idea. Fucking idiot. This is what happens when you let children rule. But this is what happens. Because even though he's probably like, what, in his 20s right now? He's probably got the mental capacity of like a nine-year-old. Basically. And it doesn't help that, okay, so he never been a fan of Russia. He's always loved his German state and Prussia. And then Frederick the Great has been like an idol for him his so entire life. So why can't he go rule Germany? Why is he in Russia if he hates it so much? What? How did he get there? Elizabeth plucked him from Germany because he was like nobody in Germany. He wasn't going to rule in Germany. Like he had like nothing for him was going to happen in Germany. But he was her nephew and she had no children. She had no heir to her own throne because she Okay, see, this is where Russia. the show fucks me up. Okay. Because I told you the show is sat- it's satire, but they have all the connections wrong because in the show, Elizabeth was his mother. Oh. So that's why I'm like, wait a minute. Elizabeth is his auntie. See, in the show, his auntie is alive, but she wasn't the empress. There was another Elizabeth, and that was his mother. And that's this, confusing. It is so fucking confusing, because now I'm like, who the fuck was I thinking that was his... I thought this whole time that was his mom. Oh, no. So Elizabeth is his auntie, oh, and she usurped Russia. So she just came in, but she's she like, is a, she's a Romanoff. Well, that's the thing with Russia, though. That there is no... It's not hierarchy. It's, yeah. You, it's, anybody can come in and, and write. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So she is part of the Romanoff line, however. Okay. So she is, you know, of she is blood. of the blood. Yeah. But she had no legitimate heir to her throne. And of course, I guess they want to have someone who's already like royal blood, I guess, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So she plucked her nephew from Germany and brought him to Russia. Was and he then the only plucked, option, though? 
she probably didn't know he was drinking the age of 10. I'm sure she did. Be. She's like, this alcoholic mess will be perfect. Huzzah! Bring him to Russia. <laughs> Let's just bring him in. He's Russian. So, oh. Right. So, it's like in Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> at the wedding when like they're dancing and the aunt looks at her husband. She's like, oh, Taki. He's Greek now. Oh, I love that movie. That's her. She's like, oh, he's, he's Russian now. He's Russian. He's now. Russian. So I can tie everything back to my big fat Greek wedding, just like Game of Thrones. So come at me, Jackie. Let's do this. Okay. Going back to Peter and how shitty he was. Listen, he also passed a manifesto that exempted the nobility from the obligatory state and military service, which was established by Peter the Great, who was one of the Romanovs. Uh, originally, it had made them everybody serve in the military. And so Peter's like, no, why? You're royal. You're great. You're amazing. You don't need to serve in the military. That's for peasants. And that really made the citizens of Russia pissed off. And not only that, but it ostracized the nobility and really made them lazy and super unproductive afterwards. Yeah, that's that's not cool. You're going to make like send your country to war over like shit that no one supports. Like send everybody then. Right. Why do they get a pass? That's like senators never serving the military and then yeah and then declaring war in other countries i hate that shit like you know i what I'm hate saying? that shit oh yeah i'm not getting i'm not getting into we're not gonna go there but right we now. hate that shit everybody should have some type of experience right in some way or if form, you're gonna be making those types of decisions or even if like you, you can go to officer school like right have some experience with what you're dealing with with the with the weapons and capabilities that you have at hand, you need to have real life experience with that. And if you don't, then I'm sorry, you're a jackass. And you should also probably know your country's language. <laughs> Talking to you, Peter. You don't speak fucking Russian. Everybody hates you. So with Peter's reversal on Russia's stance with the Seven Years' War, Peter made enemies of two very distinguished brothers. Dun, da, da. Count Gregory Gregovich Olof. Count Alexei Gregovich Orlov. Yes. These dudes are war veterans and they're like fucking Russian mafia, right? You don't fuck with these you dudes, right? Jackie wouldn't fuck with them. They know people. They have connections. Don't piss these guys off. The Imperial Guard are completely devoted to the Orlov brothers. The Imperial Guard has power to determine who sits on the Russian throne. Which is what Barbara Knight spoke about earlier. Can I make a real quick side note? Yes. For anybody who's been watching the show The Great, there is a character, his name is Orlo, and he is based off of one of these brothers, but he is the absolute opposite of what you would imagine them to be. He's in the emperor's court. He's like one of his right-hand men. He helps make decisions. He helps speak to the people of Russia, and he's mousy, and he's nerdy, and he's soft-spoken and he's like timid like he's not whatever you're imagining right here on the show they completely went opposite oh how dare they do that to the orlock brothers he's a good character in the show i do love him like he's he's a little sweetie but like he's not because i was reading about him because that's again where we were doing research for this and i was like trying to compare things to the show that i've been watching like you can't fucking compare because it's just so fucking off the wall like it's nothing's following this at all but they are pulling real people and giving them the names but they're not who they actually are that's weird like why you would change because orloff but this this is what i'm thinking they did they just took the names of real people that were involved with them and just manipulated them because his name's not orlov it's orlo okay okay. so they modeled a character after a name but it's not who you think it is 
It's still good. It's still good. But that's where it's like, if you watch The Great, you have to just completely, whatever you may know about the history, just turn it off. Because it's not going to match. So just enjoy the show for the entertainment, but please don't go for it. Don't try to learn any sort of history on it. I think the only person that they probably got right was Catherine and Peter. I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. He's a a famous actor. He was in like X-Men. He dated freaking Jennifer Lawrence. I can't think of his name. But he's really good as Peter. But they're also, they're aged up. And he's he's already an emperor before they get married in the show. So that right there is, is wrong there's just a lot of Nicholas Holt yes Nicholas Holt I love him he's really good he's he does a really good job like whatever you're imagining Peter to be he does it like he's an ass like he just says things like he's a drunk like it's awesome he does play Peter right but it's it's all the facts about them actually and the way things really were they're wrong they're not they don't they don't match but it's fine like again if you don't watch it for historical value again just watch it We'll give you the historical value and the entertainment. And if you just want purely entertainment, then you can watch the show. Yes, because that's where I've been struggling (laughs) watching the show and then doing this. I'm like trying to connect things and you can't because you're like his aunt. I'm like, no, that's his mom. You're like, no, that's his aunt. That's the empress. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here quietly. The whole thing was like mommy issues. And I'm like, it's not his mom. Okay, I'm on a totally different page. And I'm not even drunk. This is a great episode. I'm enjoying this. Me too. Jackie is too, I think. (laughs) Jackie fucking loves it. And if not, we will know. Jackie, I just have to say, your $5 is going to help pay for a website. Thank you. you. Yeah, your $5 goes toward our website payment and our um, storage for our... Shit. We have to upload our episodes episodes into a server. And so we get charged for that. We get charged for our website. And Uh we're paying out of pocket every month to do this. And it's just really nice to have someone contribute just a little bit of cash toward us. It makes us feel loved. Yeah. And like we... And like someone actually likes what we do. Someone likes it. And it's, it's, it is nice to see other people like retweeting our things on Twitter because we don't have a big Twitter following. Like I'm not good with Twitter. <laughs> I've been abandoned. I have abandoned our Twitter I account. I suck at Twitter. <laughs> and that's my fault. Lie. But it's, it's also very hard to get like any type of recognition on social media just because it's so just saturated. It's such a saturated yeah, environment. And it's fine. I mean, I'm all for supporting other podcasts. We don't do this for anything other than just because we enjoy it. So this is purely a hobby for us. Yeah. And it's it's, it's one way we hang out and yeah because we talk about this stuff normally anyways and it's just and it for us because again we are our number one fans we just enjoy like going back and listening to us be stupid and drunk and mispronounce things and get things wrong because that's what we we don't we don't take ourselves seriously never i'm going on a rant and we're trying to talk about a coop and i'm just a cool a coup d'etat. let's get into the coup d'etat this is what we're here for this is the juicy this is, this is the juicy, juicy i feel like this episode's Lucy. about Catherine, but we've been talking a lot about other people no we're getting to Catherine. we're now. gonna talk about Catherine now so we because we had to get Catherine's background mm-hmm. in so people could understand why she was called the great because she like. had to put up with the shit to become the great so the coup d'etat. Catherine fell for <laughs> I like Gregory. It when you say that. What? The coup d'etat. The coup d'etat. It sounds like you're saying the coup d'etat. The coup d'etat. The coup d'etat. The coup d'etat. The coup <laughs> Catherine fell for Gregory. Gregory. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Catherine fell for Gregory Orlov, and the two not only met up late night to yes. make PPs, but they Ooh. began to plan the downfall of Peter's reign. Like, let's. 
get a little sexual gratification and then talk about killing your husband. That that's let me Russia. let me get my salty cough off and then we'll talk about bringing your husband down. God, I love Russia. Catherine is fed up with Peter's shit. Yeah, and she starts to convert political allies because she knows that her husband sucks and he's probably going to try to get rid of her soon. Oh, that's a different wine. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a different wine. Oh. <laughs> Barb just switched to the red from the rosé. <laughs> oh, that wasn't ready for that. Okay. Um, so rumors are flying around court that Peter had, quote, plans for Catherine. He's either going to lock her up in prison or he was going to send her to a convent. <laughs> so send me Peter, to the convent. Jesus Christ. Okay. And I don't know how he got a mistress, but he did. Um, <laughs> how did you get who a would, mistress? You who ugly. would want Peter at this point? I don't even know. But <laughs> Jackie's shaking her head in disbelief. I know. So his mistress is Elizaveta von Trofsa. He would with that name. And it was rumored that Peter planned on divorcing Catherine in order to marry his mistress. <sighs> Accounts portray Elizaveta as so that's a great extremely idea, right? uncouth. Let me let me divorce my wife. Who was beloved to marry a whore. She, quote, swore like a soldier, squinted her eyes, smelled bad, and she spit while talking. She called Elisabetta a, quote, new Madame du Pompadour, which you remember that was King Louis XV's mistress. Uh-huh. If you cue back into our... Uh-huh. our um, Marie Antoinette. Thank you. Madame du Berry, all that bullshit. Yes, fuck it up. Peter took to calling her my Romanova, which is basically a pun on their name, the Romanoffs. Mm. However, 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 Catherine is that bitch. <laughs> yes. And she went ahead and became besties with a horse sister who was Princess Katrina Dashkova, Dashkova and introduced her I'm to Russian. the people at court to help oppose her husband's reign. I'm sorry. How are you going to walk into a room like your shit don't stink when you literally fucking stink? And you're spitting on people while and you talk. And you're spitting on people. <sighs> Who the fuck are you? Who do you think you are? And you're going up against a woman who is uncontested because the fucking country loves her. Well, nobody... I mean, I feel like she might be on equal footing with Peter at this point. Right. You know. I mean, we'll get to the love, but... Yeah. I'm just... I'm thinking ahead, but I'm just like, who... I'm sorry. If I... If I... Had any inkling... If I had any inkling that people around me thought I stunk, I would... (laughs) (laughs) I would not have confidence. I mean, okay, 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 okay. But like, if people were like whispering, like I smell like old cooch, I would be like, you know what? I'm just gonna take a step back, and I'm gonna let you, Peter, figure this out. If you guys haven't listened to, I'm gonna figure this out. You can go back and listen to our Madame Duberry and our Marie Antoinette episodes because we do talk about the stink and the smell and the pee and the poo. And so maybe they couldn't smell her. Or she can smell she maybe the whore couldn't smell herself above the pee and the poo and the stink. But if everyone else can musk the smell of their own pee and poo on their body, what is she doing wrong? And why is the emperor like okay with it? Like I would think well, he's probably drunk. But Yeah. I just don't I don't I don't get that confidence. I don't. I mean, I get it. Like you're you're fucking the emperor. Okay. I'll give you that. Emperor's new groove. But like literally you have to walk in and you see these shows and you read the history and you have to be around people like twenty four seven in court. Like you everybody everybody is in your shit, literally, right? Right. But how do you just walk around exuding confidence like you are going to be the new empress when you smell so at a party, Peter called Catherine a fool <gasps> in front of people because he's <gasps> that dick. And that pissed off Orlov brothers and company. Oh, yes. They were like, don't you talk about my girl like that. What did you them. just say about Catherine? Both of them came in there like, don't you 
Don't you dare. They were convinced that was the sign that Peter was going to get rid of Catherine. So basically, like, when he went off, they were like, that's it. He's just going to kill her. Like, he's done with her. Yeah, he's done. Like he, Because basically at this point, he's, you know, talking down to her in public. And that's like a big no-no. Mm-hmm. And it's it's good for Catherine. She's got friends in high places because they were looking out for her. So the she's brothers. Like, she's like, y'all hear that? Did you hear what he just said to me? And they're like, mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. you, girl. We like, it's you. just a whole bunch of eye contact going on, like, in the room back and forth. Like, <laughs> she's looking at them. They're I'm looking at her. Peeing. And then they're looking at Peter. <laughs> And Peter's just drunk. <laughs> Peter's just sitting there, just his hands down his pants, scratching his balls, sweat dripping off his forehead, drunk as shit. And Catherine's just like, this is how I die. <laughs> she was like, this is it for me, guys. And Brother Olaf were like, no, no the queen. Ralph, the Orloff brothers no, queen, were like, hell to the no. We got you, queen. You are, you are the one. You are the chosen. You are the seed of Russia. Okay, sorry. Basically, the brothers and the Imperial Guard are now ready to launch a coup in Catherine's name at any moment. They're like, girl, you say the, you say it and we're there. That's it. Blink three times, Catherine. Yes. <laughs> Blink three times for yes. <laughs> Two and a half for no. <laughs> Why must this be so complicated? <laughs> so the night of June 27th, Catherine learned that one of her co-conspirators was arrested by her husband. And the Orlov brothers were like, yo, we got to do this like yesterday. So right. basically they were worried Catherine would be unveiled as being a traitor. So Catherine got up. She dressed up. In Russian military uniform. And she rallied the motherfucking troops to protect yes, her from she her did. husband. She's like, look, we ain't gonna go down today. All this was going down and Peter was out of town at this point. He was actually on holiday. Oranenbaum Palace. The Imperial Guard <laughs> escorts Catherine into the palace and onto the Imperial throne. Then Catherine departs with this army to the Semenovsky barracks, where the priesthood was waiting to ordain her as the only heir to the Russian throne. Damn, so basically, like, Peter's out of the house. Let's take this shit. That was your mistake, Peter. You left the house and you left your wife behind. <laughs> she basically changed the locks on you, bro. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> She's like, okay, you're going to go on vacation without me? Well, I'm going to take your throne, bitch. <laughs> I love her. Yes. It was said that when Peter returned home to his palace to find it empty, he immediately knew what had happened. And he said, didn't I tell you she was capable of anything? Oh, shit. Well, at least he knew. Well, yeah. well if he knew, he would have known better. Than to go on vacation with his wife. Than to go on vacation with his wife. Why would you leave someone so capable of taking over the throne behind? I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. <laughs> I know what a coup is. <laughs> I want to watch Forrest Gump. I fucking love that movie. That's such a white thing for me to say. I love Forrest Gump. Who fucking loves Forrest Gump? You. Why do I love that movie so much? It's horrible. It's so sad. It is a really sad movie. I don't fucking like sad movies. Fucking cry my I eyes out every time I watch that movie. And it's fucking three hours long. You love sad movies, though. I you do. love to get in your feelings in movies. I hate it. Oh, bitch. I was watching Crazy Rich Asians last night and I was sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why am I crying? You I love, love to get your though. feelings in movies. See, I, I hate I hate stroking my feelings when I get to movies. Well, my thing is, I don't, I can't express my emotions very well or healthily, and I don't really cry a lot. Like, I movies will make me cry. 
Like sad songs will make me cry. Like I'm emotional that way. I don't really like to talk about my feelings and get emotional. So it's like, that's just one way for me to kind of like unload. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I will watch a sad fucking movie. Anytime. Anytime. I'll put that shit on. Like you, like you're like, hey, I'm watching this movie. Like, what is it? You send it to me. I put it on. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? So goddamn sad. What was that one movie with uh, fucking Tony Collette and like Drew Barrymore? (sighs) And like the, the cancer gets cancer and dies, and I was like, "Watch this movie!" I was like, "No, I don't want to watch this movie. I don't want to cry this. today." It is so sad. You're like <laughs> Sam. I'm sobbing. I'm like, that sounds like I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I made you watch Dear John. You're like, why am I fucking watching? <laughs> you made me watch Dear John. I was sobbing. I was like, I hate this. I hate sad movies. I love them. Oh, oh my god. Just god, give me the sappiest them. shit you could put on and I will fucking just curl up in a ball. I think I hate them cry. because I know I know I'll get sucked into it and I know I'm gonna cry <laughs> and I know I'm gonna be like depressed over it. And but I would don't... you ever imagine crying over crazy rotations? No. I was fucking just snotting like crazy last You know night. what? I was really disappointed that you didn't cry in Little Women when we saw the new one. I don't like to cry in public. Because I was crying. I cry at home when I watch it. You do cry a lot at home. And I, yeah, I, I when I, if I see it in public, like, I will, like, hold it. Like, because I don't want to cry in public. Like, I, that, that's just not me. That's not my jam. So I like to cry alone in the room when it's dark. And I literally lay in bed and I watch movies on my phone. And Tony's like, do you want me just to get you a fire stick so you can watch on TV? I'm like, no, I like it this way. Like, this is my I way. I like holding the phone close to my face. I get very intimate. It's very like, private. Cover- Not like I get intimate, but like I get like under the covers. I got my glass of wine. I got the headphones in. I can't hear anything. I'm just focusing on no, the movie. No, yeah, it's because like, it's the whole thing of having like the headphones in turned way up and having yeah. this tiny little private screen mm-hmm. in front of you, and mm-hmm. it's all about the experience. It's just it, it's like a it's like a it's a mood. Yeah, it's a mood. I went way off. I'm sorry. I just sorry. I love sad movies. I you do. You do. I love them. It's my it's my thing. You do. You're way it's my vice. You know what my new thing's been lately is uh, historical documentaries. Oh, those are good too. Could I be any more of an old man? I love you. That's all I've been watching. Like, my sister-in-law was like, hey, do you have any uh, movies you can recommend? I was like, well, if you're into I historical documentaries. I was like, I was watching documentary. I was like, I've watched a ton of documentaries lately on uh, the Holocaust. She was like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> In the background all the time, History Channel. <laughs> it's legit. Watch nothing but Nazis historical documentaries. in color. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you guys about this war. <laughs> did you watch this in Technicolor yet? Oh, they went back and redid the film. It's all, it's beautiful. It's like Wizard of fucking Oz in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, I love you. Oh. I mean, historical documentaries are some shit, man. That's good. Dude. And I also really am. Oh, we're way off topic. I got, let's go, let's get back. Leave oh my it. God. Let's get Leave back. Let's get back. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That's for that's a go to patron episode, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie, we're gonna leave you. all that in there for Jackie, you. Jackie, we got a really good episode for you coming, girl. Um, oh yeah, we do. No, Jackie, we're gonna fuck you up. All right. So Catherine then had her husband arrested and forced him to sign a document of abdication. Peter the Third died eight days later after the coup and just six months after his accession to the throne. Damn. It was rumored that he was killed at the hands of one of the Orloff brothers during a drunken brawl. However, his autopsy stated that he died from a severe attack of hemorrhoidal colic and a stroke. You know, I don't believe those autopsies back then because they don't fucking know anything. They don't fucking. I don't even believe autopsies nowadays. You left a 
fucking woman in the room alone to push out her afterbirth. I ain't gonna believe your fucking autopsy shit. Like, I don't. That's bullshit. She was totally murdered. I'm, that was oh, an assassination yeah. plot for sure. The brothers were so offended by whatever he said to her at that party. The heat that was that was vengeance. Yeah, that was vengeance. And I bet you it was ordered at the hand of Catherine. I bet she I, was like, you know what? When you find the moment, just just do it. Just just. Do, just I'm not gonna. We're just gonna say it was a stroke. Gonna... Okay, so now Catherine is in charge. She's like, you know what? I did this. We HBIC. did this. Did this. We held. We it was a successful coup d'état. And I am now the Empress. I'm feeling juiced up on Catherine right now. Uh, you look like you are. <laughs> I look like I am. Oh, God. <laughs> I look like I'm on steroids. <laughs> I came out really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bar's like, bumped up. Shoot <laughs> up in Catherine's name. Oh. I'm sorry. That came out wrong. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just look at me and you, like, you look excited. That's what I meant. I'm like... I look at you like you gonna try to eat me? I'm gonna punch you right through the gullet. Jackie's like, get the, get the fucking point, guys. Sorry, sorry, Jackie. I apologize. Sorry, Jackie. She was crowned at the Assumption Cathedral in Moscow on September 22nd, 1762. You did it, boo boo. This was the first time that the imperial crown of Russia was worn. Crown jewels. It's gorgeous. We will put a picture of this on our blog. Yeah, it is gorgeous. The crown contains 75 pearls. Damn. Bear with me here. 4,936 Indian diamonds forming laurel and oak leaves. The symbols of power and strength. And it is surmounted by a 398.62 carat ruby spinal. Oh, fuck. That's, the fuck's that a sounds, ruby spinal? That sounds heavy. That previously belonged to Empress Elizabeth. And a diamond cross. Because, like, if that wasn't enough, we need to top it off with a diamond cross. Let's just too. put the fucking cross on top. Higher the crown, closer to God. That's the right. crown was produced in a record two months and weighed 2.3 kilograms. Kilo- kilo- kilograms? What the fuck? Hold on. 2.3 kilograms equals. That doesn't pounds. sound like a lot. Give it to me in pounds. I'm American. 5.07 pounds. Oh, so you got a baby on your head. Uh-huh. From 1762, the great imperial crown was the coronation crown of all Romanov emperors until the monarchy's abolitions and the death of the last Romanov, Nicholas II, in 1918. It is one of the main treasures of the Romanov dynasty, dynasty. The Empress was known to wake early in the morning between 5 and 6 a.m. and brew her own pot of coffee so she wouldn't disturb her servants and then she would start her day. Well, isn't that special? The Empress was a patron of the arts, literature, and education. She was also a patron of Fire and White podcasts. Jackie. (laughs) She ordered the construction of the Hermitage Museum in 1770 to house her expanding collection of paintings, sculpture, and books. This museum is open today and is the second largest art museum in the world. Go ahead now. So she belonged to the group of 18th century rulers known as Enlightened Despots. Influenced by the ideas of enlightenment, these monarchs believed that a wise and benevolent ruler, acting according to the dictates of reason, could ensure the well-being of his or her subjects. Catherine also went on to change the Russian legal system, working for two years on the instruction. Catherine believed that to strengthen law and institutions was above all else to strengthen the monarch. Well, it's not everyone's ultimate goal is to strengthen the monarch. 
Yeah. This work was printed in different languages and spread throughout Europe and caused sensation because it called for a legal system far in advance of the times. Ooh. It proposed a system providing equal protection under law for, for all persons and emphasized prevention of criminal acts rather than harsh punishment for them. Down I with mean, the man. We could use some of that. Just she never, I'm not going to go there, but we can. She never did abolish serfdom within Russia. And that is a shame because it was such a dark mark on Russian history, which you can't do it all. But it would have been nice to see her maybe. Uh, yeah, it means easy for people from current day to look back and be like, well, she could have done this and this and this and this. But I mean, in hindsight, like Russia. So as much as it's a shame that she didn't do that. I don't want to play devil ag- advocate with this because I don't feel like you can, but maybe it was just more of a fear of like enacting like a civil war. Or basically she just felt it wasn't that, honestly, I it, it just may have not been that big of a deal to her because it was, I mean, think it was back in what, 1780s? Mm-hmm. So to them, serfdom probably was just a part of Russia and they didn't think there's anything wrong with it. Right. And they just didn't have the open-mindedness to see what we see now. I don't really know what her thoughts were on serfdom. It w- yeah, great. It would have been great if she could have abolished that. But I think that may have been out of her power at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, because there were so many nobles and elites that had their own you know indentured servants and for her to just abolish it all at one time i think would have definitely been an but uprising. don't get me wrong though indentured servants they're not paid right so what's with just being like you can have servants but you're gonna fucking pay them like right and for us to look back at that like we can see how fucked up that is yeah like we can see that we know like mm-hmm. that shit is fucked up i'm not getting i'm not on her side because no. I, none of us actually support this she could have she should have she should have abolished it However, I think in her mind, it just wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, you're not, I don't think you're wrong. And it's, you can never like relate with another person, especially someone who's like a fucking empress. Like, I don't ever know what it's like to be an empress. And like, she's used to people serving her. She's used to people being around and to do things for her, even though, yeah, she woke up and made her own fucking coffee, but she still had fucking people getting her dressed. Like, she still had people emptying her chamber pot. Like, these were all very real things, and it's it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of someone in that position because they don't think of that servant as anything else other than a servant. Right. And that you're here to fulfill whatever fucking role you were here to fulfill to serve me. Like, so to think outside of that box, I think, was really rare and sad. I mean, at the end of the day, like, she even quoted that these jewels weren't even she would be embarrassed to give these quote jewels to her servants so obviously she thought them lower than hers right and it it's funny to like think that way now it's like it's funny when we read it because we make fun of these people essentially we do because that's what we do we just like to rip history apart and have a laugh but it's serious though it's like you wouldn't give those jewels to your servants because you thought they were shitty but those jewels probably would have been worth a hell of a lot more to them than they are to you because you're prestigious and i don't i don't want to like go off on a rant i don't but it's just i feel like it was important to say because as much as we like history and we do these episodes because it's fun for us like we do have opinions And we do feel certain ways about people. We don't always bring it up, but it's like a lot of these people are just ridiculous. They have all the power in the world to make the world better, but they don't do it. And it's important to remember that and to educate and to keep that in the back of your mind going forward, because obviously we're going to do more of these episodes, but it's like it's 
it's not like we're obsessed with these people because they're probably not the greatest. Like no, and and we don't always go into like to like the worst sides. But just remember, if you anyone of any like anyone power or no power, everyone has has a chance to change the world. Look at Catherine the Great. She was a poor. I mean, she was noble, but she was a poor princess in Germany. She was battered by her husband in Russia. She overthrew him, became the greatest empress in Russia in history. And yet she, there was, she had her own shortcomings. She had her own downfalls. And I think it's, it's good to remember that every person, no matter how small you are, you always have the chance to change history. And if you have that chance, go in and really change it, you know? Huzzah! Huzzah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Let's get back to this. Shit. Jackie's got goosebumps. I'm just <laughs> Cheers, Jackie. Like, I just I feel like some things just need to be said because I don't want to like ever give the impression that we're insensitive or right ignoring the things that are going on right now because that's not the case. And I it's it's an awkward thing because you want to keep pushing and just keep doing the things that you like to do, but it's like I don't want to do it with this like weight over me that I'm being insensitive. Oh, I'm not. not like I just yeah. everything's fucked up. History is fucked up. It's full of fucked up people, and that's where we need to bring those things to light and be like, you know what? That's fucked up. But the shitty thing is that even in our research we can't find the fucked up things that people do because it's nobody hidden. wrote about yeah, it or like, if oh, they did write about hi. it it got burned or yeah extracted from history we don't know we don't like we just and don't if know. things are coming to light and we don't find them please let us know so we can educate ourselves there's some fucked up shit you want to talk about let us know because oh, we, we will, will talk about some fucked up shit <laughs> <laughs> we will go there we will go there huzzah huzzah okay. uh, so Catherine expanded Russia's borders toward Poland in the west, the Black Sea in the south, and all the way to Alaska. Yes, that bitch came to the United States. What? In 1783, after the Russo-Turkish War ended in a treaty, Catherine the Great annexed the Crimean Peninsula almost 250 years before the current Russian president, which we all know is Vladimir Putin, he did the same. An estimated 200,000 square miles were added to Russia while she was empress. Damn. So Catherine believed the best way to change Russia's backwards ways and old habits was to focus on educating the young. She opened a school for girls, the famous Smolny Institute, in 1764, first of its kind in Russia. At first, the institute only admitted young girls of noble elite, but eventually it began to admit girls of lower middle class as well. Unfortunately, this school was a bit out of touch with the world and... They primarily focused on speaking impeccable French, musicianship, and, of course, dancing. I mean, what else would you say? I mean, girl, you ain't got nothing else to offer. You got to twerk. (laughs) Show them how you shake In French. She's like, dancing? No, we strip us up in here. We got the pole dancing. Oh, we can spin it. Catherine did create the Russian statute of national education. This established a network of high schools and primary schools that were free of charge and open to all free classes, but not to the serfs. Okay. And like, it, you know, you want to change things. Like, why couldn't you just open it to everybody? Exactly. Catherine believed in religious tolerance as she herself had converted from Lutheran to Eastern Orthodox when she first moved to Russia. 
one of her reforms was to stop forcing Muslims to convert to Christianity and forbade the demolition of mosques. Catherine professed a belief that every Russian subject had to have a religion, but it did not necessarily have to be Russian Orthodox Christianity. And that I will say, huzzah. Huzzah. Because that's that's a tough thing to go against. And I don't think, I know I personally, until I started diving deeper into like the history with Catherine the Great and of Russia, Russia's pretty diverse. There's There's a lot of different, I mean, you got the European whites, there's a Muslim factor and Asian like yeah. Russia is a very diverse continent like, right they they border so many countries country. it is a continent I think that was a very smart thing for her oh and, totally and total power move for her to be like you know what we're just gonna let everybody do their own thing because honestly at the end of the day my belief is mind your own fucking business huzzah to her huzzah that. that okay that that's a good power move right there like you know just leave them the fuck alone sorry so <laughs> I had to, Barb, I had to do a little research on this. Oh, yes, we're getting into the dirty. Not that it matters. I love this. I love this. I love but this. But I, I wanted this. to bring in her sex life. I got to talk about Because get it, girl. Let me just say, <laughs> get it, girl. Talk. So remember she was hooking up with one of the Orloff brothers? Yes. Gregory or Gregory or whatever. Whoa. Well, they Whoa. had they had a child. Okay. Ooh. Um, his name is Count Alexei Orlov. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quick 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 short story Catherine was actually pregnant with this child while she was married to peter and so they had to create a distraction during the birth of the baby so one of her own subjects burnt down his own fucking house oh my god because peter loved fire destruction so much he was like he was fixated upon the burning down house while Catherine gave birth to someone else's baby wow and that guy was the emperor Count the string or count the laser pointer. Fucking, oh my god. Like, I got the perfect diversion. Let me burn down my house. I'd be like, for you. you. I'd be like, you're the, you're the best. Would know. Jackie burn down her house for us? No. <laughs> oh, it was in the fine print. Sorry. Sorry you're going to be a patron. You got to burn your house down for us to get attention. <laughs> Fire and mine. Fire and mine, Jackie. <laughs> Don't burn your house on Jackie. A letter that Catherine wrote to Grigori stated, quote, I love you so much. Mm. You are so handsome, Yikes. clever, jovial, and funny. When I'm jovial. with you, I attach no importance to the world. I have never been so happy. <sighs> that sounds like a clingy bitch. Stage five clinger. Stage five clinger. And like, how dumb you gotta be like, oh, the house is burning well and everyone's like running around because she's giving birth and you don't fucking know so once that relationship ended orlov actually found her another lover who he thought was attractive smart and to hold what wait what what am i reading so her relationship with orlov ended yeah i'm reading this right right yeah and he he found her another lover yeah who he thought was attractive and smart enough and smart what yep <laughs> He's like, hey, boo, this is done. Like, I know we're like, he's like, you know what? That letter was a little creeps and I'm feeling a little smothered. So I'm back away. But look, I brought my bro in. <laughs> he's good. Looking, this right? is my friend. He's fresh. He's fresh Joey. off the market. He just got out of a relationship, but he's he's good. He's ready. He's willing. Joey's very smart. I know you like smart men. He's an intellect. He likes he's, to talk a lot. Yes. And he loves letters. Let me tell you, is. this motherfucker loves some letters. <laughs> oh, write him all the letters. <laughs> you can tell him anything in you a letter open your heart and just speak just the put truth. it in a letter put it in a letter and he's gonna just give you a thousand babies okay thanks dude so like i mean that's just weird i, I can you imagine like tony and i get divorced and he's like but look <laughs> i got this guy he's great looking great in sack I'm like, how do you know this <laughs> i'm like okay hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> who is this how long have you 
have you been planning us breaking up? <laughs> for you to go on a full on Tinder search for I me. I have so many questions. You Tinder searched the hell out I of mean, the world. That's a great friendship, if anything. I, I mean, mean, kudos thanks, to them I for guess. keeping it cozy I mean, or whatever I don't the hell have you to, want to say. Sure. But like, I mean, I'll take it. Oh, shit. I mean, that's that's a lot. Catherine has always treated her lovers very well, even after the relationship ended. So I guess that kind of... I mean, I guess that explains why he was so, like, hey, bitch, let me give you somebody else. <laughs> so this dude, Petro Zavadowski, thank you, received 50,000 rubles, a pension of 5,000 rubles, and 4,000 pesos. Peasants, yeah. He got four thousand peasants in Ukraine. Wait, are we talking about the same guy? No. So this is a this is a new lover. Oh, this so is a she's just lover. like you know, this is like someone that. This is just an example. She's like, let me give you four thousand peasants for that good dick down, like basically. Now there are numerous legends around the Empress's vajayjay. She was rumored to be a nymphomaniac, and she loves to collect erotic furniture. What? And she would send women police officers to whip her husband while she watched. <laughs> She had an estimated 22 lovers, and oh her last God. one was said to be Prince Zuboff, who was 40 years her junior. <laughs> you with the old cooch again. Hey, get a girl. I mean, I'm here for it. What is erotic furniture? Okay, wait, no. You Become you know. a patron, and you will know, because we are doing a whole We're going to do a whole patron episode on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jackie, it's coming your way, girl. Jackie, we got you, girl. An urban legend claims that she died as a result of attempting sexual intercourse with a stallion, Dudley. The story holds that the harness holding the horse above her broke, and she was crushed. And people say... That Russians love their horses so much that they would mate with them. That's stereotyping people. That's fucked up. So evidently there were a lot of rumors about her death, right? Yeah. <laughs> read this died. one, Barb. Okay. So another story came out that she died on the toilet when her seat broke under her, which evidently was true in a small part. She did collapse in a bathroom from a stroke. I shouldn't be laughing. But after that, she died while being cared for in her bed. So she basically stroked out while trying to push it out. Yeah. Collapse. That's why you're not supposed to strain that hard on the But toilet. it's just like Elvis. You know, you die in the bathroom. Everyone's like, you die taking a shit. That shit doesn't leave you. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Why am I laughing? But that's how she died, though, right? She was dead. We're going to get back to that. Okay. Before she died, she actually was worried about the crime being passed on to her son, Paul I. She said that he was erratic and he had a terrible temper, and she wanted to name his son, Alexander, as heir and successor to the throne. But she passed away before she could actually make any of those arrangements happen. Oh, damn. So the day that Catherine passed away, she woke up and claimed she felt better than she had in a long time, and she went to go get her morning coffee. Sometime after 9 o'clock in the morning, she was found on the floor with her face purplish, her pulse weak, and her breathing was shallow. Catherine died from a stroke on November 6, 1796, in the Winter Palace of St. Petersburg. Catherine's undated will gave specific instructions should she die. Quote, Lay my corpse dressed in white with a golden crown on my head, and on it inscribed my Christian name. Morning dress is to be worn for six months and no longer. The shorter, the better. The fuck? (laughs) 
I guess she doesn't want to be like sitting out in front of everybody for a long time. She's like, time. don't leave me in the palace She's for like, six weeks like someone did with weird. the fucking Empress. She's like, and Jez... it stunk and it smelled like cottage right. cheese and yeast. I don't want that shit again. Okay. Or she meant the shorter the hem of her dress, the oh, better. Because I'm maybe she meant Because, the... you know, she was a freaky bitch. <laughs> okay. So a wiki article states the Empress's body lay in state for six weeks in a large and, a ma- and magnificently decorated room in the castle, which was kept lit day and night. Catherine was stretched on a ceremonial bed surrounded by the coats of arms of all the towns in Russia. Her face was left uncovered and her fair hand rested on the bed. All the ladies, some of who took turn to watch by the body, would go and kiss the hand or at least appear to. I would never. I would know. Not kissing that dead body. Nope. Not me. Not me. So, Catherine, you brought a lot of change to Russia, a lot of good. Even though you weren't Russian, I felt like you really came in and you took Russia as your own and became one with the people. And um, you did a hell of a lot better job than your husband ever would have done. Fuck him. Fucking Peter sucks. Fuck Peter. He's a piece of shit. Although you had room for improvement. Yeah. We can't ignore that. The sum of all things, um, you definitely brought Russia forward in time and and expanded their education mm-hmm. reform and expanded Russia as a whole. So she kept um, them up. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Catherine. And you got the dick down. And you I, got a lot of dick in it. I feel like we need that to That was Jackie's deeper. favorite part was all the dick Jackie in that got was in. like, give me the, give me the D. Give She's me like, the give details. me the D details. That's what Jackie yes. tuned in for. Jackie, we That's got That's why you. she supports us because and you're she likes a patron the details. Now, so you're going to get a whole episode to yourself. If you want to run an episode, uh, join us on Patreon. Otherwise, we say a um, shout out, but we give you a whole fucking episode. Look, we said shout out, but we lied. That shit was straight up an episode. We're going to worship you. We're going to just shroud your body in gold and just worship the fuck out of you like Casey and JoJo. Thanks so much for tuning in again for this week's Wine Cellar. Wine Cellar episode. And we'll see you guys in the future. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to give us a rating on Apple Podcast and support us on Patreon for bonus material. Check out our website, fireandwinepodcast.com for more information about this episode and more. Buried. 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 Why is he buried? Buried. She that was buried. Is fucking, like, uh, what? What dialect is that? That's Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a southern thing. Buried.